Welcome to Barbato's Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. And today we are going to talk about a hidden life. But first, a word from our sponsor. Now is a great time to learn more about CMF Curo as a Catholic healthcare option for your family. You can join anytime throughout the year. Plus, you'll experience an authentic Catholic community that cares about your whole health, spirit, mind, and body. CMF Curo members share medical burdens in community, have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, health and spiritual resources, and more. Visit MyCatholicHealthcare.com to learn more about CMF Curo. That's MyCatholicHealthcare.com. And we're back. And we totally fooled you. Ivan is not here with us. That wasn't actually Ivan. That wasn't actually Ivan. Ha! Jokes on you. (laughs) I know you didn't believe that that was Ivan. um, (laughs) He has such a manlier voice. Yes, exactly. So um, he is not able to uh, make it tonight to this recording because he is taking care of his um, wife and and beautiful uh, daughters, plural, um, those of you who guessed a uh, boy for the third Garcia child, like me, you're wrong. Uh, like me but, also, you're wrong. But like, we are so happy that he has three beautiful daughters now. Olivia Chelly Garcia was born. Um, man, I'm the worst. I don't remember when she was born this past week. This past week, yeah. Well, by the time that this comes out, she'll be a, a couple of weeks old. Um, but um, we cannot have Ivan today in this recording, but um, we are sending lots of love to Nayeli, who's uh, recouping from um, from the birth. and um, Cutest baby, man. Cutest baby. Oh, my oh, gosh. My Those two make really cute babies. The cutest, um, like chubbiest. I don't know. Their cheeks are just unreal. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about yeah, we just talked about yeah. <laughs> uh, we keep doing that <laughs> but um but today we we have something something else uh, prepared for you something similar about um uh, a family uh that was striving to sanctity just like the Garcias are striving to sanctity okay? that's, a, yeah, good that's a good one yeah thank you thank you I'll allow it like I'll, I'll get I'll give you that one thanks um <laughs> So a, a little bit of background of why we decided to make this episode. This um, we were brainstorming ideas for more episodes, and Gustavo mentioned how fed up he is with um, superhero movies. Like I think he mentioned a couple episodes ago, and then we were like, okay, well, what kind of movies mm-hmm. do you like? And uh, we, the movie that you brought up was A Hidden Life. Mm-hmm. I, I had just seen it too. Oh, you had just seen it. Yeah, and I think that's what brought on my my comment about like superhero movies, and I'm be- really being like fed up with them. Uh huh. Um, and the fact that I wasn't finding any other movies that were like good. You know, I think I kind of grew out of like I mentioned on other. Did I mention it on an op- episode, or was yeah. it like off, off, off? No, mic? we. I mean, we talked. Off and on. Okay, got it. I just can't remember. I can't yeah. keep them straight. But yeah, they blur. Yeah, they blur in. They blur. They meld into each other. 
But yeah, I mean, basically it was the fact that it was the superhero movies and all those action-packed movies, and it's like a lot of candy, you know, and I was, I was craving a salad. <laughs> and that movie was so much a crunchy and like very, very refreshing salad I had in life. This, this movie is like steak, man. It's like a steak mm. dinner. Um, yeah. It, and it just, and it, it got released in uh, 2019, which it sounds like. A long time ago, doesn't it? Yes. Because a lot of things have mm -hmm. happened since in 2019. Mm -hmm. So the movie is A Hidden Life. And um, it was written and directed by Terrence Malick, who also directed uh, The Tree of Life. It's the only other movie that I... A Thin Red Line is another good one of his. I haven't vaguely it. remember it. That's one of his older ones. Okay. Um, I saw that he took like a 20-year hiatus mm -hmm. in between directing. I don't know, I don't know why. Um, but um, he seems to be a kind of filmmaker that even though he's in Hollywood, he doesn't like mm -hmm. subscribe to the uh, like the the pop yeah uh, you know culture of uh, making movies that have explosions and things that keep you entertained every thirty seconds. Exactly. Well, it's an art form for him. It's more. It's okay. like, and again, just from seeing a hidden life, uh, and doing a little research on the rest of his movies and imdb has a really good video of the collection of his movies okay that um i saw today in pre preparing for this episode that it's like they they go through the several topics and like characteristics of his style as a director mm -hmm. and just by watching those little snippets you you kind of like get like absorbed into it it's really magical so what's what it is it's a more artistic way of doing film that I think at least I kind of like got away from, you know, because of all this stuff. That's kind of why I gravitated more to TV shows as of late, mm. you know, because uh, it allows a TV show format allows for more time to develop a character, in my opinion. Yeah, you, you have know? a whole you have a whole have season, season or whatever yeah. or seasons. seasons. And um, and and movies are just like the dialogue would be very, very vague or. Every other word is like an F-bomb. You know, that's how yeah. you notice that it's poor writing because they just like fill in the gaps with like curse language and stuff. And and the characters don't get developed and they, they don't have like any nuances or complexities in it. It's, everything's just like you said, explosions and magic and like power. And a lot of whatever. plot holes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I, I when I was in high school and, and college years, I was very into like, um, cine de arte. How do you translate that? Um, I watched a lot of European movies. Yeah, like Criterion movies or like Criterion collection. I don't know what how to how to no, translate it. But not Hollywood. <laughs> not Hollywood. Yeah. So um, there would be like a a tour of uh, French cinema in Monterrey in one of these old old theaters. Mm -hmm. uh, Close to my university, and I would like go to a double feature and watch like some very very sad French movies. Yeah, um, and uh, you know it's, it's different. It's um, it's definitely um, something very uh, philosophical in a way. And 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 the reason why we chose to um, watch this movie separately and then talk about it 
is because um, the the main subject of this film is the life of um, Franz Jägerstadt, um, an Austrian farmer who was a conscientious objector during World War II. And um, what that means is that he didn't want to do the oath to Hitler. Mm -hmm. And that pretty much um, ended up getting him in jail and eventually killed. killed. So spoiler alert. Mm Mm-hmm. He dies at the end. This is very anti- I even though it's a very anticlimactic mm-hmm. um, uh, movie, uh, it is a great, great, great uh, movie in and of itself. We're gonna try not to spoil it as much, but uh, if you want to watch it, but um, it's well worth your time. Yes, it's a three-hour movie, and we probably are not gonna be able to make justice yeah, to we're, the cinematography not, of it, Terrence Malick. It's it's just amazing. Uh, First and foremost, just the cinematography of this. You're engulfed by like the Swiss Alps and mountains as far as the eye can see. Beautiful landscapes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. But it's just mountain ranges as far as the eye can see. And and what I loved about the movie also is that nature is kind of like a A character character in the movie. Yeah, this is, um, we'll try to go. uh, a little bit through the the happenings and a little bit of like kind of like a critique of uh, the themes of the things that we saw in in the movie. Um, but w- why why is this important? Well, um, Franz Jägerstadt uh, he got beatified in um, October twenty six two thousand and seven by uh, uh, Colonel Jose Saraiva Martans. Um, because he was Catholic, so I don't think we mentioned. Yeah, that. we don't. We haven't said uh, that yet. <clears throat> so there is a lot of like Catholicism across the movie, and duh, you're listening to our Catholic, Catholic. podcast, so <laughs> no surprises there. Um, and um, his his feast feast day he celebrated in the Catholic Church on May 21st, which is the day of his baptism, which is which is fantastic. Um, and and he was a, a father um, of three daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, Family man. Yeah, it's like Ivan. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's like the, the link to to us. Um, so this movie was in Cannes in uh, 2019, but oddly enough, we were talking yeah, about we were it just before. talking about it. Rolling is like he didn't want any prizes. Yeah, he any. was nominated for the Palme d'Or, and he won like another award in Cannes. But he, it was, I don't know. I don't know why he flew under the radar with this movie because it's just exceptional. I mean, it's, it's it's an epic movie, but it didn't show, um, it doesn't, it's one of the things that we want to talk about. It doesn't show like the gory stuff of the mm-hmm. war. Um, but um, let's just try to paint a little bit of a picture of, of uh, how it moves um, in a, uh, some of the, uh, the captivating things that we saw in the movie. So, you have your main character, Franz, and then uh, Fanny, um, who is his wife, and um, they uh, they are living this simple life in uh, Saint Redengun. Uh, I'm probably butchering that yeah. in, in in Austria. Um, and uh, uh, I found out that 
he inherited um, that farm from mm -hmm. his um, adoptive father. So, like, his dad died in World War One. Okay. And then um, Francis' uh, mom, uh, Rosalia, married this other gentleman. Mm -hmm. And that's how he got the last name uh, Jagerstad. Um, and the farm that you see in the film mm -hmm. is, it, it belonged to the adopted father. Okay. And, and, and this is, it, it's such a great depiction of like, um, manual labor, this rhythm of, uh, working they, the land and working the land. They cut the hay, put the hay in the barn. Mm -hmm. They, they plant the, the wheat, they, they sow the seed, they, mm -hmm. uh, they harvest it, they, they, harvest they, it. they cut it, they, they separate the, the shaft mm -hmm. from the, uh, from the grains. And then they take that to the miller and then the miller, mm -hmm. uh, mills the, yeah, the grain into flour, into flour for them to and, use. And, and the oven for the village was like right next to the miller. And then mm -hmm. they go and bake their, their bread, their bread and take it home. Um, so everything was done by them. They had like their lambs and they start mm -hmm. shearing the lambs and, um, making their own wool and making their colchas and, mm -hmm. uh, um, all of these things was like, if you wanted something like this, there's, there's such a hardship already in the life that they led. Um, but it, it was like this happiness There's so much mm -hmm. joy and simplicity, right? Yeah. The joy and the simplicity and they just. They just like reveled in their presence and their children and their their farm and their animals and their that that was their meaning, you know, and that was the 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 every day was like in the village. And the like village, the village and the community that the village provided. Um that's how they met, you know. They they met like at a at a pub at or a something. Pub or something yeah. like a and, and, and the trailer is wonderful because the trailer does a great job of like depicting exactly what the movie is. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a really nice uh, appetizer to, like you said, the steak of a of a movie that this is. Yeah, dude. Like, um, caught me by surprise, honestly. Yeah, you I know? was. There's a lot of like um, tension building. Yes, it, it almost feels like a, tr a thriller. Mm -hmm. But um, but before we get to that part, I I kind of want to. Because there's like kind of like a, like every movie, there's like kind of like three acts, right? Mm -hmm. Like the the um, how everybody gets introduced. Um, you know, there's several different uh, people that are named in like the the Miller. They interact with the the mayor of the town, um, and then there, there are some other supporting characters like. Like, his uh, mom and his mom, the priest, his sister-in-law, the priest, mm -hmm. the bishop, um, and um, if everything looks very idyllic um, before the the war begins. Like you see this man with his wife; they are working the land. They are uh, having um, these very intimate conversations of husband and wife that mm -hmm. I, I kind of felt like. They felt wrong to be like <laughs> witnessing that kind of intimacy from a couple. It was not. It was not of a sexual nature, mm -hmm. but just 
that you were not supposed to be in the room Correct. when, when that, those conversations were happening. There was a lot of that throughout the movie and probably on purpose. Um, but um, it gets to a point where in um, 1939, um, the war begins, right? And, mm -hmm. and he is sent to train in this garrison in Austria and he goes through the training, basic training essentially. And, um, and when it's time to do the, the oath to Hitler, he refuses, but he is able to go back home because, uh, Austria needed farmers. Mm -hmm. So he is able to, uh, to go back and, uh, and continue working the land. But what happens is that all of the other men in the village, Uh, the able-bodied men, at least, mm -hmm. are at war fighting for Nazi Germany. Um, and that starts to create a lot of... Uh, conflict. A lot of conflict. Um, like the, the, the village starts turning because France is the only one of those men in that able-bodied men category that is not at war. So he, he is not like everybody else um and then um th there is like um uh, some conversations that happened that it really perked my ears as the, between franz and the miller for example the miller asks him like don't they know evil when they see it mm -hmm. um and and you know he goes to to his priest to his local priest, which the priest you don't see inside of the church. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like throughout the movie. That was intentional too. It, it's so weird. Mm -hmm. But they're always like on the road to the church. You see the church in the, in the background. Um, but you always see him in the church. Franz. Franz is always inside the church. Yeah, he's yeah. always, and that's again another uh, uh, decision by Terrence Malick. Because I, I, I read one of the uh, reviews that it says that Franz is actually like the one building up the church with, with his actions throughout the movie. Right, because he was a sacristan. Mm -hmm. um, he was a a, a, Francis, a secular Franciscan. I think so, yes. Uh -huh. In, in 1930, 1930, I think, he, he joined the, the secular Franciscan, so, uh, or 1939, mm -hmm. I was the year wrong. Anyways, he was, he was part of that. Um, yes, you're right because he has a conversation with like the painter that mm -hmm. is trying to like restore the, restore the, the frescoes artwork. Or uh -huh. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. So he's yeah, and Francis build, rebuilt my church. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Um, and then um, there there are like he goes to his priest and the priest is like your sacrifice would benefit no one, um, trying to dissuade him from um, being a conscientious objector. objector. Mm -hmm. So then uh, Franz is like, well, can I talk to the bishop? So he goes and talks to the bishop, mm -hmm. and the bishop pretty much tells, tells him, like, you have a duty to the fatherland, which it's kind of disappointing because then Franz is like, maybe he thinks that I'm a spy, and he tries to, like, you know, save Correct. face or save his own life because mm -hmm. we know the atrocities that happen. Um, but I think that um, one of the things that is not mentioned in the movie but I read later is that Uh, Franz found out of a um, another priest that uh, decided to reject the um, the Hitler oath, and um, and then he's like, 
well, he got killed because of that, then that's the way that I'm supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And and that um, that decision, he he. It 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 seems like he takes it on his own, but all of those uh, back and forths with like finding his wife about what he needs to do in order to be at at peace with his conscience and mm-hmm. his decision. Those are the kinds of scenes that are like heart wrenching yeah. to me because it's like if if it. If you are married, imagine that you are going to your wife and tell her, I will probably be killed because I want to take a moral stand mm-hmm. on this thing. And, you know, Gustavo, you have children. I have mm-hmm. children. Um, the thought of um, die for, um, you know what is the that quote that that you mentioned from him that he tells to like the um yeah so he says in the in the movie a quote from Franz is like if god gives us free will we're responsible for what we do and what we fail to do yeah so when i heard that line i was like oh my goodness mm-hmm. this is he had that level of of conviction that he was willing to put his life on the line and again we already talked about how difficult life was um, at the farm, just the amount of many labor that that it was, and and then not having, um, you know, the 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 man of the house in, in the picture, it gets even harder. Like um, when when Franz gets uh, recruited recruited in 1943, so I think that he was able to be spared for mm-hmm. between 1939 and, and 1943. Um, but during the, that whole time, there was always like this looming presence of the, the mailman. Oh and, yeah. And the bicycle. And right? that crazy. Just like the, the bell of, of the, uh, and they would like freeze. Yeah. Because they knew that that it, it, it meant that anywhere. Yeah, it could come from anywhere. And it could Anytime. be in the form of a letter that it's saying, "Okay, you gotta go back, and this is what you're gonna do." So yeah, the 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 bicycle thing is like I've never been so terrified at a bicycle bell. Yes, dude. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like the thriller part that um, that um, that I was talking about. So finally, he gets uh, called to uh, duty, right? Um, and um, this is after like the whole village turning on them and spitting on their mm-hmm. while they were walking and like the other kids like fighting with the the little girls of uh, France and mm-hmm. dude the mayor is They're the, the worst. Outcasts, essentially. Mayor is the worst. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, trying to like pre- pretty much pick up a fight and being like um, going with more men to try to uh-huh. uh, persuade him. Um, it, it, he's the he's the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we move on, it's just, there's there's one of these things that um, that I noticed in the in the movie, like the close ups on 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 their wedding bands. Mm-hmm. Dude, that is like so beautiful. I, I liked how like the the um, when there are very tense scenes, there's a lot of like shadows mm-hmm. and not a lot of light, but their bedroom. Oh yeah, it's like it's completely, completely bright, bright and white walls, and you can see the 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 crucifixes and all the uh, religious artwork on the walls. 
Yeah, that's so the, the other there, thing. there was a very all over yeah. So it's a very it it's palpable, um, palpable. tangible tangible mm-hmm. uh, is another word, and it's easier for me to say it. Um, how much uh, Catholicism is embedded into this movie because that's essentially what the movie's about. You know, Franz as a as a Catholic uh, man, he was not willing. He was not willing to let evil slide. And he was not gonna be a part of that, um, and he and he went uh, to his death with that conviction, and that's incredible, you know. Yeah. It, that's incredible. Not only, I mean, it's like Thomas More, right? Yeah, exactly. But I don't think Thomas More did. Thomas More have kids? Yeah. Okay. At, well, at least a daughter. Well, he had three and little ones and gorgeous yeah. ones, from what we can tell from the movie. But that was crazy to me. To just be put in that situation, yeah, and 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 then he gets like, okay, he's in prison. What happens? Like, why is this movie like three hours? Well, because then you start to see the exchange of letters mm-hmm. in between Fanny and and Franz, and those are just, oh yeah, <laughs> again, heart wrenching does not begin to describe mm-hmm. it so it's like if you are trying to watch this movie or like something that is going to it's going to be uplifting but it's not gonna <laughs> yeah you might cry mm-hmm. yeah i have the same feeling when i watched uh schindler's list yes you know yeah it's the same type of um because it just it's a very real movie it is you know you watch like i don't know i'm gonna be again you watch you watch like i don't know the avengers or something you cannot relate with any one of those characters whatsoever it's just like something that's like entering through your eyeballs but this movie touches you deep yes you know on many levels i mean us because we're catholic guys is like on a on a more visceral level right Mm -hmm. because we're fathers like boom check you know because we're husbands boom check Because, because our world children. is like super weird right now, and we feel kind of like outcasts sometimes. Boom, check. Well, we're always you know? going to be countercultural. Right. There's no time in the history of the church, but I guess it, not to like try to be a prophet or anything. But um, you know, it's at some point like the the church has grown the most when it has been persecuted. Right? Mm-hmm. Not saying that we have it real good here yeah. in the United States of America. <laughs> Let me just start by yeah. that to say that mm-hmm. we have it real good. You know, you can, the moment that we're living in the, the world is crazy, and we know that. The things that are happening in around the world, it can get, it can be way, way worse. Yeah. Um, but um, it, it, it is, the conviction that we can extract from these figures and obviously the communion of the saints in the mm-hmm. lives of these people. That's why we want to put the spotlight yeah. on, on Franz uh, because of this heroic life of yeah. his and, and try to promote him more just like we promote. Um, yeah, Solanas or Stacey like Maximilian Colby. Yes, or, or a, 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 any of them. Um, so... He he spends like what do you uh, what do you say like maybe six months mm-hmm. in in between prisons and then he gets sent to to Berlin, and there are these 
back back and forths of like what is happening with him in his suffering in in all these cells um with all this other men who um he kind of makes these relationships mm -hmm. with like he gives some of his food to others that yeah. he saw that they were super hungry um there's some like trying to like connect with them with some like physical touch mm -hmm. just like um kind of like a half hug <laughs> mm -hmm. um and then um he finds like one of his buddies from from from, from training from training and they start talking about dreaming up all the things that they will do if they mm -hmm. were free um and and all of those things that just like kept his spirits going between the letters and 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 doing good there's like this man uh, he was just so good he mm -hmm. was Even though he was being humiliated, he never raised his voice. Mm -hmm. He never... Uh, There's one instance where he loses it, and this is the only act of violence in the movie. That's true. Where he gets, like, when, when, with the other farmer. Yeah. Because they start, like, hounding, like, the wife yes. pretty bad. And well, he's, he like... Defending he was defending honor. her honor. So he... then And they just wrestle to the ground and whatever. It's it's kind of like a... Yeah. Like a menial fight or whatever. But that's kind of, like, another beauty part of the movie is that it doesn't show you the ugly parts of the war. Mm -hmm. You know? It, mm -hmm. it, the, the movie is not about the war. The movie is about the beauty and the simplicity and of a hidden life. Hence, obviously, the name yes. of the movie. But, a lot of things that are hidden, right? Mm -hmm. like that, that review that... Yep. Uh, you sent me to to watch um but the contrast of the things is like he he knows that it's corpus christi sunday yeah so he sends a letter to funny and like mm -hmm. i i can see like the girls with their crowns of flowers oh my gosh and then you cut to the to the procession to the procession of uh the eucharistic procession mm -hmm. and the the kids singing i know the hymn Tanto but they were, right uh Someone is singing it along. Yes. <laughs> yelling at their phone. Wonder on you what the Almighty can do. I think that's the song that they sing in the procession. But anyways, it's, it's all the all the kids in their suits and the girls mm -hmm. in their dresses for their first communion or whatnot. Um, Beautiful procession, by the way, because again, it's set against this like Huge amazing mountains. mountainscape you know everything's green and then you see like snow at the top of these mountains it's just like if anything the cinematography itself is just like worth well worth your time for it yes yes definitely um and that that also that video that you sent is like how like the um, when you see like the um, the environment where francis kept uh It's all buildings, mm -hmm. which Kinda is all like man-made. Man -made. uh -huh. So that's like the nature of the Nazi. It's like natural. It's not natural. It's, it's, it's fabricated. It's fabricated, and yeah. it's dark, and it's like dingy and, and bad. Yeah, not not yeah. well kept. Not not beautiful. Yeah, it's ugly. So the 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 other thing I found out is that the movie was filmed chronologically. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's again a little unorthodox for like. Yeah, modern movie making because you go like here, depending on the season of the of the time and how how um, weather affects a lot. If you're filming yeah, yeah. a lot of uh, outdoors, and this movie is like pretty much 100% outdoors, um, so 
it was done um, chronologically, and the actor, um, whose name is August Deal, Dale, who, who kind of like looks like a young Willem Dafoe to me. <laughs> when I was looking at him, like I'm like that guy looks like he would fit well in a Green Goblin suit. <laughs> Speaking of superhero speaking of superhero movies. movies, but those those are from the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> I get a pass on that one. But the the um, the actor says that that actually helped him develop his character because mm. he went from filming in 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 these amazing mountainscapes, right where everything's green, and then the the film culminates with him being in this tiny barrack and in this tiny cell. So. He knew that he wasn't ever gonna go back and filming out there. Oh, you know. Man. So that kind of like such a crazy decision. Isn't that, that amazing. It is amazing because you know all of his scenes uh, is mm -hmm. a, a lot of his scenes are like no no dialogue no dialogue, and that's another beauty of it because you get so much from it from the silence. You get so much from the from Fanny's silence mm -hmm. when she's just alone and missing him. And she has to deal with like even her sisters like kind of like, like supportive the of the mother. Yeah, you know. Yeah, her his mom like the silence scenes are the are the most impactful for me, you know. And then pair that with these like again amazing panoramas of like waterfalls, and you're like, how how did I not watch this when it first came out? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because you know. It wasn't promoted in uh, your Fire TV or whatever. Exactly, doesn't sell tickets. I don't know. Um, there's there's a um, this a couple other things that um, that I saw that uh, bits and pieces of dialogue that I that I liked. Um, I don't remember who says this, but it uh, I think it's uh, the Miller to funny or maybe the priest. This is it's better to suffer injustice than to do it. Mm, um good. which is kind of like i was thinking about uh a man's search for meaning because we were talking about mm -hmm. finding meaning through suffering yep and i mean they were contemporary men mm -hmm. um victor frankel in in france um but he france owned like this suffering and and i um One thing that I um, really liked is like towards the end of the movie, you see Franz um, going more into uh, audible prayer. Mm -hmm. um, there are like a couple of scenes where you can see both Franz and Fanny separate with their rosary beads mm -hmm. uh, praying. But you, you can definitely tell that there is like this internal life uh for the both of them that, that it's sustaining them in uh, through all of these mm -hmm. uh, hardships and they are both aligned with what uh, France is doing so um, because even the sister is trying to talk funny into like just yeah. because oh that's another thing throughout the time that he is um, in jail it's always there, he always has a way out mm -hmm. right he's like just sign this Do the oath, and you're a free man. You don't even have to mean it. That's why they tell him. Right. That was the priest. Uh -huh. right? Like you don't even have to mean it. God Just knows say it and what's in your heart. What, exactly. Words are words. Mm -hmm. And he was that committed to to be a conscientious uh, objector that he said nope. Mm -hmm. 
and it, it, that like scene it, um, when Fanny just like goes and I think it was like the last attempt of the lawyer to like try right. him try to crack him or like maybe mm -hmm. save him I don't know just, just assume best intentions of the lawyer um, but Fanny is just telling him do what is right mm -hmm. and then he just starts sobbing and mm -hmm. you know Yeah. That that if he is sentenced to death, and you know he has chosen his faith, mm -hmm. and and he knows that it's going to be um, something that is going to have repercussions to his family, and that's something that no one in the world is going to find out about. You know what that's, I mean? That's something that they keep telling him over and over. Yeah. Like, do you think the war is going to change because of this? Yeah. your sacrifice does not uh, benefit benefit anybody. anybody? No one is going to remember mm -hmm. you. No one is going to care. No one cares what happens outside of the walls of this jail. But here we are exactly. talking about him. Mm -hmm. How many years later? And um, and you know, and a man whose life is exemplary of um, conviction in in living for one's um, ideals and and committing to those ideals and um, just. Taking it to the last consequences that hopefully mm -hmm. we don't have to have that red martyrdom, but maybe you know I, I'm aiming for like a white yeah. <laughs> martyrdom because <laughs> <laughs> I know that martyrdom hurts, um, and again we don't know how to suffer well. So um, he he finally um, gets taken to to be executed, right? Um, And uh, just like one little thing that I don't know if you remember, um, even when he is on his way out to the car to be taken back to the prison, an umbrella falls mm -hmm. and he has his hands in shackles and he tries to put it back against the oh, wall. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like mm -hmm. he doesn't have to do that, mm -hmm. but he has like the nicest disposition of a man. So... That is yeah, just that's you know, and kind of like the ending of it is kind of like the aftermath of of what you see is you know what is what is happening, and this is like a the tide turns and the village finds out mm -hmm. he has been killed, but that he um yeah. he was killed because he uh, of his conviction of his conviction, and uh, people start turning back on on like actually being decent people to, to his, his family, family mm -hmm. um, which is kind of nice. Um, and then at the end of the, of the movie, you get this beautiful quote by um, George Eliot that says, for the growing good of the world is partly dependent on unhistoric acts and that things are not so ill with you and me as they might have been is half owing to the number who live faithfully a hidden life and rest in unvisited tombs. This is from um, this book called Middlemarch. Middlemarch uh, by George Eliot, who uh, FYI not is Eliot. not a male. George Eliot is a female. That, that George Eliot was her pen name. Uh, but back then, like uh, female, some female authors obviously wrote under their real names, but She wanted to escape the stereotype that women only wrote like light-hearted like romances, 
So Marianne Evans. Yeah, George Eliot is actually uh, a woman. Yeah, the, the, you know, she fooled me. Yeah, and I have no idea. Yeah, and Middlemarch is is one of the classics. Um, I haven't. It's in my bookshelf. I haven't personally read it, mm. but again, just reading that quote, which is where this movie gets its name, um, you can you can see the the nuggets that might be in this book. So recommend yeah. putting it into your queue. And you know, we were talking about it before we started rolling, but this um, we thought immediately of Chesterton, right? The most extraordinary thing in the world is an ordinary man and an ordinary woman and their ordinary children. And this movie is just like the epitome of yep. that quote. Exactly. And how how we tie it to, uh, how, why is it relevant today? Well, because, you know, the thing that we're trying to do with this podcast is try to motivate you as a man to to be the uh, the leader that your family needs, mm -hmm. to, to be the faith leader, the, the protector, the, the provider that your family needs. And, and, and we need more examples of how to do this. And France is one of them. And you can pray to this man for his intercession mm -hmm. in heaven. Um, so that's kind of what, what we wanted to put the spotlight on his life. And um, just, it's very like convicting. It is. Especially yeah. nowadays, you know, when, when this movie is pretty much the opposite of everything that we're living now. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, you know, it's it, it, the hiddenness of it and the simplicity of it. That's where real life happens. It doesn't happen where everybody can see it. And again, right now, everybody yeah. has a platform. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks to social media and you just want to be out there. And I mean, we, we kind of like are in that bandwagon kind of a little bit you know, um, making this podcast is yeah. kind of sharing our, our life stories and whatnot. So not to say that they can be used for, for, for good, for good, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but you know, there, there's a time and a place for, for everything. But, um, like you said, the, the, the mundane, the, the hidden, uh, just cultivating that, that you don't have to put everything online. And I'm saying that to myself, I say, and to our <laughs> listeners, right? Um, to, to have like these moments, to live in, in, in these moments um, with your family, with, with your wife, um, with your children, um, with the Lord, when you go to adoration, when, mm -hmm. when you receive communion and really know what it is that, you are receiving which is the body blood soul and divinity of our lord and savior jesus christ that builds into our interior life mm -hmm. and what better way to um have a hidden life than, than how, how what is more hidden than something that you cannot see like your soul right mm -hmm. um St. Teresa of Avila is like the interior castle and all that, but it's, you know, that's big league stuff. Like how, yeah. how, do, how can we start with, with something that's going to be more accessible with pray, pray, have that channel of communication with, with the Lord. Um, and again, I think it's about, like you said, seeing the life of others, especially in this case, the saints 
and 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 people like Franz that lived through real hardship. Yes. Okay. Because we got a cushy life right now. With its challenges, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say things are strange right now and it's pretty polarizing and it's a very divided society that we live in. But what what is the lesson from Franz, right? What is the lesson from this man that went to engage? How to act? Show the, the face of Christ in every instance. Like you said, very... One scene in the movie, he was like distraught, right? And he went from, again, the highest mountains to kissing the boot of like a soldier in the tiniest cell. Yeah. And that's super inspiring, you know, to know that and to see that, that, that he went through that. And how can we apply that to our everyday life now? I think it's, it's, a, great, it's a great tool. You know, we wanted to share it with you because, again, the movie by itself is just amazing. But the meaning behind it and the story of this great man is definitely something noteworthy. Yeah for sure so go watch the movie and uh, leave us a comment on Instagram or um, YouTube um, just you know trying to keep the conversation going uh, but in the meanwhile while you are preparing the popcorn we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Arbatos Catholic Podcast the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life and culture if you like the show please consider subscribing to the podcast sharing it on social media leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and recommending it to your friends and family. And if you see us on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel, like the videos, and turn on the notifications so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you didn't like it, well, you know, keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. You can follow us on Instagram at Barbatos Catholic Podcast. You can send us an email, prayer intentions, any feedback for the podcast, future episodes, whatever you want, at hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. Our website is barbatoscatholicpodcast.com where you will find the show notes for this episode and more. And um, blessed Franz Jägerstadt. Pray for us. Miss you, Ivan. Until the next time.